I am not turning down the money. I am turning down you. You get it? I want nothing to do with you. Ever since I met you, everything I have ever cared about is gone. Ruined, turned to shit, dead ever since I hooked up with the great. I have never been more alone. I have nothing, no one. All right, it's all gone. Get it? No, 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 why? Why would you get it? What do you even care as long as you, you get what you want? Right? You don't give a shit. He said I was no good. I'm nothing. So yeah, I mean, what's it like day seven? Day seven. I'm, last time I recorded is th- day three, and uh, oof, it was a pretty rough with- withdrawal. I mean, it wasn't the worst, but I'd say that I'm probably, probably in the clear now. You know, I can start cleaning this fucking room. Oh my god, you guys, this fucking room is such a mess around me. You, if you guys could see what I'm recording in, you would be disgusted in me. I had. A <laughs> my life so um check this out I was um I had a you know it was like a paper grocery bag that you get from the grocery store but I had a Trader Joe's paper bag and I had just been putting all this trash you know that I've accumulated in it 
And so um, I, I put all this trash in it. And then um, Thanksgiving Day, my mom's like, she's like, I need you to help me with some of the Thanksgiving cooking. And I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. And <laughs> so she had me, uh, she makes these like cheesy potatoes. They're so fucking bomb. Oh my God. But anyway, she has these, um, she's used a certain kind of cheese. And one of the cheeses like those, uh, you know, those red circle cheeses with the cow on them. She uses those. So I had to like o- uh, tirelessly open like, you know, 20 of them or something. Just super fucking <laughs> with going through withdrawal, you know. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I maintain pretty well, you know. I detox pretty, I'm a pretty good detoxer. Um, aside from this fucking insomnia. Okay. So anyway, um, so yeah, I was, instead of doing it at the kitchen, I, I was so like, kind of ugh, felt like shit. I was, I took all the, I was just like, ugh, and I took all the fucking the whole bag of those little, uh, red, uh, cheese things. And I, and it with, you know, it's got wax on them. So I had to like get all the wax off. And then I filled them on the bowl and, and my desk in my room. And you know, there was like 20 individual wrappers and shit. So I'm like, threw them in the paper trash bag I had you know I got so needless to say I left my fucking door open and uh one or both of our our dogs got into it and tore up a whole fuckload of a mess in my room so now there's trash all over my floor and all those little red wrappers on the fucking floor god damn it dude so I've just been living in that fag- I was just like so defeated <laughs> and like, you know, going through withdrawal. I was just like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. So I just been sleeping in my bed when I can sleep. And then, yeah, there's just trash around me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to clean this shit up. This is getting fucking disgusting. Anyway, whew, what's, what's up, you guys? Uh, hold on one second. Uh, I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to someone from the Dopey Nation, and they're like, "What are you vaping on?" And because uh, they thought I was like vaping on drugs or something. I'm like, "Dude, it's just nicotine." So, anytime you hear that noise, it's guys. It's just it's just nicotine. It's like it's the low low dose nicotine, like six three to between three and six milligrams of nicotine. That's like as low as it gets. But yeah, that's all. That's it. I'm clean. I just I can't I can't fucking sleep, dude. I cannot fucking get any fucking sleep. It's f- it's fucking bullshit. What, what I don't know, whatever. Um so I've been tirely, tirelessly up all night and I've been getting into a uh, Final Cut Pro. Holy fuck, dude. I I I uh I was given a bunch of free software by my friend. He took my computer, quote unquote, and he gave it back to me with all these cool software programs like Final Cut Pro, Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, Adobe After Effects, uh, all this shit. And I already have, you know, Ableton Live, Pro Tools. Uh, I should get Logic too. I've, I've like, that's like thousands of dollars worth of software on my MacBook Pro, which is fuck, it's a fuckload of money in itself. But so I've been fucking around and I'm making a video, um, for everybody, for the Nod Squad, for the Dobie Nation, for anybody who listens to what I do. But this is a fuck. It's like a three minute video. It's fuck. Ooh, see, ew, I don't probably pick that up. I just opened, <laughs> just opened Final Cut Pro and was like going through it. All right, so yeah, it's it's like three minutes. It's fucking awesome, and uh, it's you know a third of the way done. And I'm, uh, I had to take a break 
um, and just get an episode out today. Uh, so, what else? Oh, you guys, I fucking watched the coolest fucking uh, documentary. I think it was on CNN or, or something like that, but it was about uh, Patty Hearst. And, you know, this was before my time, but Patty Hearst was this chick. She was like, you know, the Hearst family is wealthy as fuck. Like, they're one of the richest families out there. Uh, William Randolph Hearst, he, uh, his fucking mansion is not too far from my house. You know, I mean, it's probably an hour, hour and away maybe. But yeah, I, I used to go on field trips to Hearst Castle all the time. It's fucking huge. That guy made a fuckload of money, like dominating, I think, the newspaper industry. But um, I remember Joe Rogan saying something like, he's one of the, William Randolph Hearst is one of the people responsible, for, or one of the bigger reasons why uh, marijuana became illegal, because I think um, like a popular magazine had put out a an article about, you know, this new uh, machine for uh, processing hemp, and it could hemp, like, you know, could process hemp way faster, and way more than like, you know, regular, like the lumber mills that they were processing paper for newspapers at. And he and William Randolph first didn't want this uh, information to go public because he wanted to, um, he didn't want to invest all the money in like, you know, changing everything in his operation around. So then he started putting out his own, you know, publications in his newspapers about, you know, marijuana, it was, he called it, that's how marijuana, marijuana, uh, Marijuana has got its, uh, dude, you guys don't go fucking PC on me for that. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, he, that's where that term got popular. It was actually like referred to as cannabis before. Um, and then his, like, you know, some of his articles demonizing the, the devil's herb. Um, people refer to it as marijuana after that. And oh, I am gonna. I am working on a edit for the YouTube channel, and there's some stupid ass fucking video I saw, and the, it was like, why the term marijuana is racist? So you shouldn't say marijuana, cause then you're a racist. I'm like, oh my fuck, are you serious? Are you serious right now? But yeah, I'll I'll save that for the. Oh, it's gonna be funny. And oh, also, what else is new? I'm recording, not on Audacity. I'm recording straight on Ableton because I, you know, these cool little intros I do and outros. Um, I have been like recording the microphone stuff on Audacity and then importing it into Ableton and then doing all these little edits for the intro and outro. And today I decided to do something new and now I'm recording directly into Ableton live. I think version nine, 10 is already out. I don't know if you guys care about that shit, but, and then I've been doing, I've been like, you know, I can't fucking sleep. Like, uh, so I just been like, if I can't sleep, I'm going to work on shit. And so I've been working on all kinds of cool, you know, I, this, I like this intro. I came up, well, I didn't, I mean, whatever. I just cut and paste some shit, put it together. But I really like this intro. I'm sorry if it was a little long, but you know, let me know what you think about it. Um, I am going to play an old episode, but first I want to tell a story quick a quick little story and I think you guys will like it it is about the first time I smoked salvia and 
If you guys don't know, salvia is legal. You can buy it in head shops, I still think to this day. Um, so it's like I wasn't breaking the law because in California, salvia is legal. I don't know why. Because it, um, oof, it caught, oof, I, I only did it once. And um, this is what happened. So basically, this is a long time ago. This is when I was kind of, I was, you know, I've been playing guitar since like fourth grade. And so I I started a lot of like punk bands and like you know eventually like death metal bands and deathcore bands you know tried to get heavier and heavier, and then all of a sudden I somehow it went and went from all this heavy death metal I was like this crazy death head death metal Hessian kid, um, and then I started getting into psychedelics, and I started with mushrooms and I have some good mushroom stories but um. But then uh, I was always looking for acid. You know, I had chances to do acid earlier in my youth, but I always turned it down because it was just too intimidating. I was weed was still like, like fucking me up. So I was like, I'm I'm not ready for my, you know, brain to be on acid. But then, by the time I had a desire for it, um, I couldn't find it anywhere. I could not find fucking acid anywhere, and I was searching and searching and searching for acid. And I was getting really fed up, and, uh, you know, it was like months and months were going by, and I wasn't finding any fucking acid, so I was like, all right, fuck this, you know what? You know, because I think that morning, I think my friend was like, I, thought I might be able to get some acid, I might be able to get some acid, and then the next day, I was like, so can you get that acid? He's like, no, no, I can't get the acid, so I was like, well, fuck, god damn it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this, I'm going to go to my local head shop, and I'm going to buy some fucking salvia, and I'm going to trip balls today, to fucking day, I'm tripping balls, this is going down, if I can't get acid, I will hallucinate some other way, that's how stubborn and like, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> I, I was probably like, fuck dude, I was maybe a little bit older than 21, like 20, 20, it's probably like 23, so, um, which is a long time ago. Anyway, so I, you know, I drive over to my fucking local head shop and um, uh, I go in there and I'm like, you show my ID and I march back and I'm like, so, you know, show me, show me your salvia. And they had like three, it was like one brand and there was three kinds and there was like, you know, the 10X, the 15X and the 30X, which is like, you know, 30 times it's normal potency or it's like extracted. And I was like, give me the strongest salvia you got. And it was like, a, I don't know. I think it was like a gram. It was fucking expensive, dude. It was like, had to have been like 40 bucks, 45 bucks. So I fucking pick it up. I'm like, yeah, it, it just looked like fucking tobacco shavings, you know, but you know, I get all the way back to my house and I'm like, all right, we're going to fucking do this. And I go into my room, get out my bong, like, Fuck, whatever the many of bongs I've had and accidentally broken over, you know, the many years of my life. And um, what I did was I took a little bit of weed and I put it in the bowl of the bong first. Now, in California, the size of this probably bit of weed would be referred to as a snap. Uh, a snap is like enough to get one good hit. You know, like some people were like in California were so stingy with their weed instead of packing fat bowls and just passing it around, they would pack each person a snap. Like I remember this one dude, like he was fucking, we hung out with him because he would smoke us out and he would like, like, yeah. 
uh, he'd be, <laughs> so fucking stupid. He'd be like, "Yeah, you get more, you get more high, and you save weed that way." And I, he was probably just fucking, fucking on meth, high on meth or something. Anyway, so yeah, I packed a little snap, and so I could like it wouldn't because this um, salvia was like it would have like. I would have burned up really fast. So, and then I just, on top of that little snap of weed, I just parking, packing as much salvia as I could. Packing, packing, just, you know, fucking much salvia I could get in the bowl as possible. Anyway, so then I fucking, you know, I rip it and I milk it up all fucking nice and fucking, it's all fucking cool. And, um, and then it, it snap all everything ashes and snaps through. And then I, you know, I pull the stem out and I clear it. And then I hold it in, you know, as long as possible. And, you know, uh, you know, it was whatever, it's salvia, it's legal, but, so then I, I fucking, on the exhale, um, I start hearing, like, a gong, it was, like, gong noises, like, gong, 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 and while I'm exhaling out this salvia, it was, like, um, I was exhaling out my soul, you know, so then I started having a third person, I don't know, visualization. <laughs> I say words so stupid sometimes. Visuali visualization. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So it's like I'm flying, you know, out of my body, you know, and I see my body on my chair, you know, and um, my face is all melting. So it's like I exhaled out my soul, basically, you know. It's like I'm hearing gong noises and I'm exhaling, and then I'm exhaling out my soul, you know, and, um, and then I, it's like my soul is flying around outside of my body, that's just like, and just like, that's what I start, like, tripping, I'm like, whoa, so then, you know, the light was on in my room, and it, for some reason, it looked like it was the sun, and then around the light in my room, there's all these clouds, and I'm like flying through these clouds in my room, you know, I'm flying through um, the walls, you know, I'm flying through the floor, or passing through the floor, like my spirit's passing through the floor, and, um, and then I, I'm starting to think about it, and I'm like, oh, I have to be dreaming, like, I have, there's no way, there's no way I'm not dreaming right now, like, this is too much, you know, um, it was crazy, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, no, wait, I'm not tripping, I'm not tripping, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm like, no, wait, I'm not, I'm not dreaming. This isn't a dream. And then I recalled back to what I was, was actually happening. So then I started to get, it went really dark, really fast. So then I started like getting all paranoid and I'm like, oh, wait, you know, this is like, oh, my fucking dog, get away from it. So then, um, so then I'm like, oh no, yeah, I'm not dreaming. This is like this is happening, <laughs> this is going down, and so then my soul starts to fly into my closet, I guess, you know, um, and uh, I'm like, whoa, and then like, I had all these like polo shirts I used to wear, and they were kind of preppy, but like, I would put like death metal patches on them or something, I thought it was really cool, but um, 
so then I start flying through these polo shirts and uh, like all these patterns are going by me and it's like a tunnel vision thing and I'm just like going all crazy and uh, and it's just like it's just like you know that um, you know that fucking fuck that Beatles song where uh, I read the news today I'm such a shitty singer I, that one and then it's got the crescendo and it gets all like more intense and more intense and more intense it's like that you know here I'll, pl- I'll play a sample of it right here <laughs> um, it was like that and then um, I was just like fuck because I was like dude like my mom's probably getting home or she is home and she's like probably walking around downstairs so then like you know the heartbeat's getting faster and faster and I'm like it's the visuals are like you can't fight it you you can't fight those trips dude you have to just like be fluid and just like ride the fucking rat like river like on you're on a raft but I didn't I started fighting it like oh I gotta get back I gotta get back to reality I gotta get back and I kept fighting and I could like see my arms like swinging like oh no and so then um I like my arm like shattered like I don't know like a black hole in the space-time continuum or whatever of my like you know my dream quote unquote and then uh I like got sucked through it and then I went through the black hole and landed in my room and I'm back in my room and I'm like you know not like you know you know having like this crazy vision I'm like all right back to reality whoo that was fucking crazy and then I just you know leaped onto my bed and like yeah I guess for the next hour or so I was kind of like it's kind of like weird shroom vision where like things are kind of stretchy you know but uh yeah that was the story I wanted to tell you guys but um well not very long so I thought I'd play an old episode this is oh oh, what I had fuck there was something else I wanted to tell you guys (sighs) ah Damn it. My short-term memory is fucked up. Well, hold on. Maybe if I vape this nicotine, I'll remember. Well, fuck. That didn't work. Um, whatever. I guess I'm just going to play an old recording, another old recording. I got a bunch of them I want to get out there. And just get them out there. Like I, I made so many recordings, and it's like, so it's it's easier to put on a little intro and paste some shit. But um, oh well, I might as well say this: if you're listening and you're new, please like our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Email us at nodsquadpodcast at gmail dot com. What else? Oh, we have a Tumblr. We are available on iTunes and Spotify. I am Unc Albert, your your host, I guess. <laughs> no. I am Seven Days Clean. I'll put some applause like here, right here. So here's some audio of some people, fake people applauding for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, no. It's okay. Thank you. Don't get, don't get up. <laughs> I fucking love Ableton. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, that's what I think I was going to remember to say. All right. See, when I fuck around, I remember shit sometimes. Now I need to vape just to think about it better, I guess. All right. So 
I've been looking around my room, you guys, and, uh, you know, I've, I've uploaded pictures here and there of some of my, you know, studio equipment. Um, I've been a musician, uh, and I was looking at my DJ setup over there and it was looking kind of dusty and I was thinking up some really good edits and like mixtape ideas. So I'm going to get the old GoPro three plus ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that old. And I'm going to sync it to my computer and then wire the mixer to my computer. Might do some Facebook live mixes, but I'm definitely going to record some cool, like kind of DJ stuff, I guess. It'll be good, but, um, that's what I'm working on. I'm working on this other video edit. Uh, I want, Ooh, t-shirts. I'm going to get some cooler designs made and I want to press some t-shirts. Yeah. Is this what the pink cloud is? I must be in the pink cloud stage because I got through this fucking withdrawal and now I'm like, like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get, take over the world, man. <laughs> oh, and oh, I have something else in the works, but I, it's just, that is a secret and I can't talk about that, but ooh, it might be the moneymaker. So, you know, I love this podcast and I love like working on like artistic shit. Like, um, so I'm going to put almost everything I have into this cause I love it. And if you guys are a fan of this or like this, thank you. I, I'm, that makes me like, like other people listening to this and enjoying it. It makes me like more driven to fucking, um, to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like someone had, uh, fuck, some oh, shit. I wish I remember who. Someone had messaged me the other day. I was like, man, I love the podcast, and I was like, it's that message, that it one message inspired me to just get a whole like this that whole last episode released, you know, and just put it together and get it out for people. So, ah, uh, with that said, I'm just I don't know what the fuck else to say. I got I'm working on shit. And I gotta start with all this trash on my floor. I'm gonna take a picture. I'm gonna take a picture of my fucking floor and upload it to our Instagram. So if you really wanna see how disgusting my fucking, my room is right now, I'll, I'll take a picture. Uh, so, whatever. So, this one is, I'm gonna uh, play. This old recording is um, with a friend uh, whose alias is none other than. Scruffy Jones. Yes, Scruffy Jones. He would, I guess, like to be called Scruffy Jones, uh, which is weird to me, but hey, that's what he wanted to be referred to as. So enjoy this. Oh, I have three to pick, so I'm, fuck, I gotta pick from three. And he tells, oh, this is what's fucked up. So I remember I recorded one with him and the mic didn't like pick up, so I recorded through the laptop mic. And then another one, I fucking, I was like super excited. I think I was on the gabapentin I was prescribed while I was on drug court. And I kept like, every time he said something, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that will happen. <laughs> I just, there's nothing worse when like you're um, editing your audio that, that you record for your podcast and you hear yourself do something cringy or annoying. Like, God, dude, like I'll, I'll make no excuses. I can be an awkward motherfucker, but I'm doing pretty good today. I don't know. What do you guys think? Probably my best episode. <laughs> anyway, I'm fucking out of here. I need to pour some hot coffee on some fucking ice cream and uh, finish this podcast for you guys. So I'm out of here. Enjoy it. Unc Albert. Peace, love, all the above. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, this is um, Bow Ball Baggins. One ball to rule them all. And uh, this is another notorious episode of the Nod Squad podcast. I'm uh, joined here with my good friend uh, Scruff McDuff. Is that is that a good alias for you? Scruffy Jones. Scruffy Jones. Grizzly Adams. Yeah. Not so Grizzly Adams. Sometimes Grizzly. Sometimes Grizzly. Okay. Okay. Well, this is a this is a Nod Squad podcast. It is a podcast about drugs, addiction, and that's um, a, a little smidgen of recovery. You know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my co-host. Uh, uh, R.H., he, uh, he was incarcerated, and uh, now he has transferred out of jail and is currently being housed at um, the Santa Barbara Recovery Center. He has a year-long residential program to complete, court-ordered. And uh, so, you know, he was the co-host, and we had a little... Uh, Rick and play kind of fucking key and peel kind of thing. I came in with the triggering like war stories. He came in with more of the recovery based essence of the show. And now that he's gone, it's just me triggering people like nothing else. So I have to warn all the listeners, I, as I do every, every recording, if you're easily triggered, I probably don't recommend this podcast for you because I love to tell war stories. I love to talk about my past drug use. So, is that okay with you, sir? Yeah, drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, they are. They're so awesome, they'll ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's the debate. That's a little bit debatable. It's probably giving it a little bit too much credit. <laughs> too much credit. Well, why don't we start with your background so all the listeners can get an idea of what you are, where you were at and where you are now. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Bring it on. Uh, Scruffy Jones, professional drug addict. Mm. Uh, bullshit extraordinaire. Well, aren't we all kind of a little bit really good at bullshitting? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about addiction, I'll just talk about the peak of my addiction. Okay. As at at its maturation, <laughs> I was uh, selling meth, heroin, drugs of all all kinds, psychedelics. You were an importer exporter. I was a broker of goods. And a, uh, a snake oil salesman and a finagler of I like that of word. men. Okay. And uh, I really developed a problem with shooting cocaine and meth and heroin and doing a liquid acid and doing way too much acid and while shooting meth and heroin. What is that like acid and heroin. Acid and together. heroin is wonderful. Okay, it's amazing. It's I mean you know heroin's good. It's yeah. all uh, you know. It's not having heroin that's bad, but on acid <laughs> is 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 wonderful. I remember one time 
we were doing mushrooms at, and acid at my my buddy's house, and this is when I was still like a fledgling heroin user, and I I I uh, was going into the bathroom to to try and sneak a hit, and I was so high on acid when I pulled the foil out of my pocket and looked down at the like foil with a little bit of heroin on it. The acid was hitting so hard that like I couldn't really t- like the the size dimensions were distorted yeah. and the like depth dimension was distorted. I couldn't really like tell where the foil ended and the heroin started. Wow, you know, and I, it was like all crinkly, and so I had to like flatten it out. But the 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 textile like feeling of it in my hand was super weird and it literally I was in that bathroom for probably 35 minutes trying to figure out how to hit this heroin on this piece of foil. Oh, you were smoking it. Yeah, oh yeah, and oh, cuz I couldn't fuck. I couldn't even like figure out like I'd have to hold it up and look at it to see where the flame was because I was so high on acid. Oh god. And like trying to get above it and do the whole thing. That sounds like a nightmare. It was a nightmare, but it was super, uh, when I finally got that hit, I realized how good heroin was on acid. It was wonderful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and you were deep in the raves, rave scene, would you say? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, some of those, like, I lived at one of those places, kind of like Ghost Ship in, uh, in Oakland. You know, the place like that burned down. Hippie commune kind of place. The, like, underground artist warehouse party you know yeah scene. Mm-hmm. okay well um fuck man so i don't know take me to where you were right when you got busted and put on a drug program this last time okay yeah so what got me into a drug program First, I'm going to start with this way. Like I said, I was shooting a lot of meth and heroin and doing a lot of LSD. And for you guys out there that may not know, LSD is an extreme hallucinogenic. Okay. Literally, (laughs) people have been known to jump out of windows thinking they can fly on it. I've never been that bad, but... Yeah. Yeah. There was that video of that guy who jumped out of his two-story window on Salvia. Have you seen that? Sure. No, I haven't, but... He, I, he breaks the glass and jumps through it. Yeah. It was pretty intense. I know a guy that did DMT and did the same thing. Really? Yeah. See, when I did DMT, I really didn't want to get up. No. I was kind of just laid out. I was traveling deep space. Yeah. But I was not getting off the ground or the bed or wherever I was. It was just too intense. Okay, so you're roaming the streets... Homeless? Homeless, yeah. New to, newly sober, okay. Hadn't done, hadn't been shooting, shooting up in about like two months. Okay. Had, had decided to get clean, but this, but the drugs had taken such a serious effect on my brain chemistry and my mind that you probably couldn't tell the difference of, between me, that you could, probably couldn't really tell that I was sober. You know what I mean? Because your brain, like, chemistry is still fluctuating back to normality. Right, and it's taking huge swings. And then with, like, the the stress of homelessness and, like, street living and the strain of everything and the lack of sleep. 
and all of that, it, it, it the, really the lack of sleep compounded with everything really made for a, uh, a super weird experience. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, like, being homeless and twacked out is probably something that could drive you insane because you don't really have enough stimulation to do a lot of shit, especially if you don't have a phone or a smartphone. You know, you really got to make ends because if, if I was spun out, I had to do something. I had to do something. And if there's nothing to do and you're like under a bridge or something, like I would go insane. Yeah. Especially if you're not getting any sleep. And that's when the shadow people kind of creep in sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I I would go on little tweaker ninja missions. I skate around, walk around, fucking trying to get into places and do fucking the standard tweaker shit that... Commit crimes. Basically, you know, whatever, do whatever. Okay, so this last time you got busted, you mentioned you got in a fight with some police. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 hear that story, please. Okay. I'm gonna start this off with, uh, like I said, I was a couple months sober. Okay. I had been looking for a drug program, looking to like I had actually been to drug and alcohol and asked about programs that they offered and was told uh, that the programs that I would qualify for that would have the shit that I needed were basically for felons and only court ordered. Anyway, that's fucked up. Yeah, and so I'd come back from a festival, and uh, I was working briefly. I'd met someone, told them kind of my story. They put me up on a job gathering signatures for a petition. Nice. And so we were uh, going to Cal Poly uh, and gathering signatures during the day. And in that process of like gathering signatures... I met another person that was doing petitions there that, that happened to know a, uh, a shared acquaintance of, of mine. We shared an acquaintance. Okay. And so we made friends and we shot the shit and um, found out that he was a kung fu master. Like a legitimate kung fu really? master. Yeah. This and guy that you met is a kung fu master. Like a legitimate one. Okay. Right. And... Uh, and so we're shooting the shit, talking about, like, Tai Chi and, you know, the usual, like, we kind of, because it was, it started off like, oh, how do you know this person, you know, hippie name, fairy, whatever. Because all these, like, wh- all right, I just learned a new term, not to interrupt, but there's a new term called a wook. Yeah. W-O-O-K. That's like a hippie raver kind of person. No, a wook is is a uh, traveling, homeless hippie. That goes to, like, rainbow gatherings. That goes to to rainbow gatherings, festivals, this, that, or the other. The, like, main characteristic of a Wook is that they don't... They're broke all the time. But... They just sell... They either sell... They make wire-wrapped necklaces and trade gemstones. Right. They do the full gypsy, only-live-in-festivals sort of a thing. Okay. So the our our mutual associate wasn't a wook. Okay. Got wasn't absolutely wasn't a wook. This was one of the like artist community. She was a DJ. Okay. Uh she, you know, had a place of her own, you know, yeah. was like a legitimate human being, you know. 
contributing to society. Right, and she she had actually uh, introduced me to gathering petitions. She made a bunch of money doing that. Because you can actually make a lot of money getting uh, petition signatures. Like this gentleman that I spoke to had, yeah. had saved up to a million dollars in his like Fuck. 10 or 15 year career doing it. Shit. Right. And so uh, we started talking about martial arts and this, that, or the other. And uh, Tai Chi, and I was like, oh, you want to play push hands? What's push hands? Uh, push hands is a practice, a martial arts practice, like that they primarily use with like Tai Chi or maybe Wing Chun. I can't, I can't place it, but basically it's a, a game where you go wrist to wrist with your opponent. Okay. And uh, you try to you try to push them or or hit them. Uh, and so the whole concept of the game is that you sense your opponent's attack okay. and you deflect it and respond with a with a corresponding attack. Okay, so it's like but your your wrist to wrist, yeah, arm to arm, close hand contact and you're basically trying to hit each other. Okay. Or push each other. Really the like main goal is to get them off of their balance. You know, yeah. but you can play it either way where you're doing contact, this, that, or the other. A game I absolutely love. Okay. Okay. It's a great practice. And as a, cause like I said, we had talked a little bit and he's like, oh, how do you know fairy person? I was like, oh, I lived at this artist place. I do like, I spin fire and I fucking, you know, do flow arts shit. Okay. And so we started bonding that way. And so we're like, yeah, let's play some, let's play push hands. He got excited because when <laughs> someone, you know, it, uh, if when someone um, that's into that sort of shit happens upon another person that's into it, it's sort yeah. of like not many people not know about that kind of stuff, right? And so it's like, oh hell yeah! And I was me personally when he when he had shared about his status as a kung fu master and his practice or whatever. Yeah, uh, I was like super excited, and I, he like showed me some of his like form and this that or the other, and so this was an exciting uh, test for me. You know, yeah. play push hands with this guy. Because when you meet a practitioner that is skilled enough, you basically can pull off some matrix shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it starts it started off slow. We're playing push hands instead of the other. Starts speeding up, gets really fucking sick. You know? And this is in Cal Poly. This is in Cal Poly. Oh, it wow. gets so sick, like I'm doing like I'm reversing shit, you know, we're doing like it's rolls, twists, snaps, fucking the whole Whole nine, it gets so sick that the the kids in the quad are running up they're like, gathering. oh my god, I want to, how do you do that? I want to like, I want to learn how to do that. They're you gathering know? around you. Right. Wow. Yeah. And it, and it was rad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was rad. Holy and, shit. And considering that uh, I was able to successfully like go toe to toe with this guy in a game of push hands. Yeah. Felt rad. You know, of course, it was like anyway, and so this is also a time when I would do a lot of my own kind of meditation practices, my own forms, my own style of energy work, tai chi movements. Okay, the other. so nice. I was pretty. Uh, I was also, you know, sort of out there, but yeah. I was pretty, uh, pretty skilled. Okay, okay, this is interesting. Flash forward, I was also injured at that time, but. Because of the drugs, I had had a 
like an abscess on my leg Ooh. and like a bulging vein in my ankle that made it difficult to walk. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was living on the campus as I was doing petitions. So flash forward. Yeah. I'm like, did that for a day or whatever. And at, at night I'm hanging out in the library Taking breaks from the library, they had a 24-hour subway. I go take little cat naps to the subway, like cat naps in the library, you know. Yeah. And so two days of that, petitioning during the day, being a weirdo, uh, hanging out the library, we're reading shit on uh, black magic, the origins. And... Oh, dude! Don't even get me started. Yeah, and it was like a whole uh, southern uh, the Necronomicon yeah, it was kind like, of shit. Well, it was like Southern Catholic. Uh, black magic stuff, you know. Oh God! Where, where it was really like, it tied into the 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 Latin languaging of it, the Italian, like like old spells and this that or the other. Jesus Christ! And uh, and I'm I'm sober, but I'm out there, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm like days unslept, you know. Well, I'm, it's hard to sleep when there's nowhere to that you call your own. You, you can't know. sleep. No. Yeah. I was under the premise of doing the Da Vinci sleeping schedule, which was like 20 minutes every few hours. Oh, God. That's fucked. Yeah. You and, don't hit uh, heavy REM sleep when you do that. No, not at all. And you, you're you're hallucinating, you know, hearing shit. Delusional. Fuck. You know, you're, you're super out there. And you're still sober. Yeah, sober. But fucked up. But fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Yeah, and I had been, uh, you know, you have like weird visions and fucking, you're out there, you know. Yeah. I mean, you shoot meth long enough, and then you go without sleep, and then you're it's doing kind of that. a psychosis. It's a total psychosis. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I'm hanging out at this fucking library. I have like a giant wood didgeridoo with me. I'm using their. Computers. You have a didgeridoo. Yeah. Oh fuck! I don't yeah. anymore. Damn it! I wish I did, but I don't anymore. Those and, are uh, awesome. The library closes. Like one o'clock or some shit. In the like morning. That. In the morning. It's oh, like God. twelve or one. Fuck. I don't have a key card because I'm not actually a student. No. And so the like computer area stays open until one or whatever. So this was at eleven. And I see my shit still there. And I gotten shoot away by one of the librarians. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, I've got fucking long hair. I've got a full beard, like straight up Wow. Kind of Charlie Manson, little bit, little bit, yeah, and uh, and I'm snappy, you know, I'm agitated, a little irritated. I haven't been doing heroin for a couple months. No sleep. Been on the street, kind of, and real not give a fuck sort of. It's hard not to do drugs when you're on the streets. It's a good excuse to get fucked up Mm. to take the edge off. So my hats to you for fucking two months. Yeah, street detox. Fuck. Yeah. So I was taking a lot of uh, aspirin and uh, coffee. I was drinking a fuckload of coffee and yeah. aspirin like constantly. So Jesus I was on edge. Fuck. I was irritated, mostly. And uh, so I get shoot out. I see my uh, my didgeridoo is still stuck in there. And so I kind of like... It's stuck in where? The library? In the, in the library. And right. you're locked out. And I'm locked out. And so fuck. I... I uh, I waited for some, you know, kid to go in there, and I grabbed the door, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm flustered and just like in a f- fuck it all, like fuck y'all. Yeah. You know, this is my house, sort of 
attitude and uh, leave a leave one of the signs, the like caution wet floor sign or something. Yeah. And prop the door open while I go get try to go get my shit. You know. Yeah. And I'm like texting people trying to find a ride home. Well, anyway, the uh, one of the uh, cleaning ladies comes up as I'm like sitting by the door smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Well, you know, a little Mexican cleaning lady that comes in after hours and does the thing, you know? Uh huh. And I, as the gentleman that I am, in my Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Manson uh, esque look, you know, kind of bow with like a little bit of a curtsy and an arm, an arm, you know, guiding, like, mm, here you are, ma'am. Entrance <laughs> to the door, to the library. Oh my god. That's awesome. And I'm smoking a cigarette all the while. Yeah. Well, apparently she called the cops. Oh, God. Well, you know, a short Hispanic woman probably took one look at you and was pretty intimidated. It was probably like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. She's not used... She's, that's not, she's not acquainted with that environment. Agreed. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm friendly, but I'm sure to all these people I look like an absolute crazy man, which I was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, so then what happened? So, what happened was, I was in the computer lab. This uh-huh. is after I'd like gone in, kind of flustered at the frustration of having to deal with getting back in and the whole nine. Yeah. You know, kicked my shoes off, flipped off the security cameras with both hands. Nice. And uh, I'm kind of just chilling. Yeah. Trying to wait for a ride. And... uh one of the a cop, a pair of cops come in. Was this campus police or? No, it was city. It was San Luis PD. Okay, but they responded to the campus. Yeah. Room. And um, you know the full attire, bulletproof vest, fucking cops. Right? Yeah, full full guard. And they call me over, or whatever, and so I kind of walk over a little bit of a huff, you know, sit down, uh, you know, sit down at a table or bench or whatever they had like little picnic tables yeah the library where you uh-huh. can study and stuff yeah i sit down there with my water you know think me thinking that i'm you know showing them that i'm not aggressive that i'm sitting down like meeting you guys yeah here to chat they ask me you know what are you doing and i kind of go on a half belligerent tirade yeah. on what i'm doing and and one of them says you know they obviously recognizing, you know, how fucking weird of a dude I am or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or like, you need to come outside. You need to step outside with us. And me, like, as I'm there, as I'm talking, the cop says, you need to step outside with us. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of like, taken back by it, because he didn't even let me finish what I was saying. And yeah. I'm like, like, skirt, like, wait, what? I was literally like, Wait, what? No. You know, like, what the fuck? You're fucking arresting me? You look, you, you're trying to arrest me right now, you know? Like, yeah. I'm fucking sitting in a goddamn library waiting for a ride, you know? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And uh, as he says that a couple times, I'm like, wait, what? No. Okay. Uh, barely pro- registering. I look back and, and they're, they're standing in front of me staggered. And the guy in the back was st- starting to put his hand on his taser. Oh, get his hit. fuck. That's and, not a good sign. Yeah, and I had seen that, and I had, like, 
a couple of major panic attacks previously from from doing meth and also coming off of it to where I like was sent to the hospital thinking that I was having a heart attack. Oh yeah. I at the time wasn't there. really aware that they were panic attacks. I legitimately had was concerned that I had like shot a clot into my blood and was like oh. and and was like fuck going to like have a heart attack. Like yeah. my heart would act funny and you get like sharp weird. stabbing pains in your heart right and oh, it would those. just weird twitches and pops and things oh, bad and, you know so bad and so i see this guy and he's going to pull out a taser and i'm thinking like immediately like you like if you tase me i could go into cardiac arrest like, yeah you could kill me you know if you tase me this close this close right now i could die that was like the thought that went in my head and so as i and this is all happening in a blink of an eye yeah as I see him reach down for his uh, for his taser, I look up at him. I stop, dead ass him. Look up at him, and I go, "Ugh, I wouldn't do that." You know, like I wouldn't do that to you or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as that happens, I just I'm like, okay, interrupting this situation, we're throwing down apparently because I can't let you tase me. So I stand up. Surprise the fuck out of him, okay? You know? <laughs> I'm sure the look on his face was... Yeah. Yeah. Stand up, back up a little bit. Immediately, as soon as I stand up, his partner, the guy that was closest to me, not the one pulling for his taser, yeah. starts throwing fists, right? Straight, what? Just immediately sees me... Starts swinging up. on you. Oh, yeah. Immediately sees me... Immediately sees me pop up, starts swinging lefts and rights, straight... Wow. And they were very characteristically taekwondo strikes they weren't boxing strikes because they weren't really like curved or anything they were they were pretty straight shouldered jabs strikes yeah uh and so as i'm backing up i'm swatting at his at his knuckles circular hand motions swatting his palms down boom boom one two three like wax on wax off five just swatting them back and forth as i'm backing up hell as i'm backing up Eight strikes I block, one knee, two more strikes, and then <laughs> oh, by the time God. as I'm back, because I'm backing up while we're doing this, right? Yeah. I feel, I slightly feel the uh, cubicle of one of the computer lab cubicles. Oh, this is in the library. This is in the library. Oh my God. I feel the cubicle come up against my back, right? And so I'm like, okay, we've got a surface. He throws another strike. I duck under and I slide to the right, okay? He he goes into the cubicle <laughs> and and trips up for a second and his yeah. buddy that was behind him watching the whole thing was pretty close behind and was following suit. I turn around, I start kind of running the other way, recognizing the other guy. It's coming for you. Right. I charging. Feel, I feel his hand grab my left wrist, okay? So as I'm running uh, gently, you know, he like didn't have a grip on it, hadn't even had time to fucking grip Grab. onto it. Yeah. I immediately planted my my front foot, planted my back foot, and pulled him in with the hand that he he had grabbed with my left, and as I'm pulling him with my left, I shoot backwards to create a wall, basically, yeah. to where he just slammed into a brick wall that was me. He goes down I go down with him as I'm pushing back on him just to make sure that I get that nice slam down. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And I slam him into the ground. Boom. 
He hits his head, back of the head, boom, he's out. Goes limp for he a second. He knocks out. He goes limp for a oh second. Oh my god. He's just like done for a second. I, yes. I'm on top of him with my back. I roll over to the left, look over, roll over to the right, see his partner that had kind of reoriented himself and was coming towards me from the other side, trip his partner... And his, now his partner's on the ground, coming at me, grabbing at, gra- grabbing at, at me with like his, uh, with his arms, trying to grab my legs or whatever. As he's grabbing, each time I'm hitting his shoulder, I'm I'm kicking his at his shoulder every time he reaches. So he's just kind of like doing this reach and fumbling into the ground where he's hitting his face into the ground every time. You know what I mean? But it keeps what? You know how like at the yeah. end of Terminator when he's like grabbing. You know, <laughs> yeah. at and crawling. Well, as as he's doing that, I'm kicking his shoulders out each time. And kicking him back on the ground. Yeah, it just boom, stopping him again, you know? You're like a fucking kung fu master at this point. Right, and <laughs> as I'm doing that, I roll over to evade again because his buddy's kind of stirring. Yeah, but know? he's kind of disoriented. Right, and I roll back over his buddy. Like, I remember the feeling of the bulletproof vest as I rolled over this 250-pound oh, police officer. wow. And I look at the door, and as soon as I look at the door, I see two fucking big-ass cops. Two more cops. Two more cops coming in. But here's, here's the kicker. Here's what, really, <sighs> here's what really fucked me up, is the look on their face was pure fear. They were scared yes. shitless of yes. the situation. Yes, I love this. And as they're coming in, I see him make like eye contact with me as he's pulling his fucking gun out. Oh, okay? no. Oh, and so no. I immediately am like, okay, you know, I roll back onto my stomach, throw my hands behind my back, and I say, you got me, guys. Good job. You know, I fucking needed that, and I'm fucking cackling. You know, you're what laughing I mean? at yeah. him. Fucked him up. I fucked them up bad. Oh, okay. I love this. So by the time I had rolled over and allowed him to get it, they're like so amped up. They uh, yeah, they probably were an adrenaline rush. They're so amped up. They clamp clamp those fucking. Handcuffs I bet they got you me. tight. So tight. I look down as they're as four as I'm like. You know, struggling, you know, laughing, cackling, really fucked up, kind of maniacally. Yeah. As, like, four officers are escorting me, I pull my... I look down at my left hand, and it was starting to literally balloon. It was like a balloon. It was like purple. It was purple, and it was swelling, like, immediately. And so, as they're, like, trying to shove me into the back of the cop car, I'm... I'm stopping the full force of four cops trying to push me in, and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, "Loosen it!" You know, you're screaming what? At, loosen it for the oh, cuffs. Oh yeah, for the cuff because they're, if they'd let me go, it would have just fucking ruined my hand permanently. Yeah, you know? well, they and, didn't give a fuck at this point. And they push, and then I'd scream again, you know, "Fucking loosen it!" And then they push, and I'd scream again, "Fucking loosen it!" I did that like four or five times until they stopped, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And they looked down. And see my hand, you know, and they can't get me in the fucking car. I'm not going to let them get me in the car. Without know? loosening it. Yeah. And they so they loosen it. And then I'm like, all right, oh, cool. God. And I go in the back of the car. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they, you know, they went, they, when I got into the booking or whatever, they took my blood pressure. It was like fucking 200 or whatever. Wow. Or because, That's not good. Yeah. Because I mean, come you're on. amped. Amped as fuck. <laughs> and I'm fucking with them at this point, you know. Yeah, I mean? you're I'm just talking shit. It. I'm just talking hell of shit. And uh, 
They what were they saying to you when you were talking shit? <laughs> Nothing, dude. They were literally, they were so dumbfounded, exhausted. They didn't like, know what to they say. They didn't know what the fuck was happening, dude. They were like... They were in shock. Yeah, literally, the one cop came around and he was just like, what the fuck? He was just <laughs> literally what yes. he said. He was just, what the fuck just happened? And I was like... Yeah, I was like told him to. I was like, dude, I had no intentions of hurting you guys. I'm sorry. You know, like I had yeah. no intentions of hurting you, you know. They like, started it. They totally started it. Yeah. In the police report they said that they were they felt uh they felt uh threatened by me holding my water bottle. Like they felt like I was gonna throw a water bottle at them. Oh god. Which was what instigated the whole thing. Okay. And this was a flimsy so trigger happy dude. Flimsy little water bottle. Okay? Yeah. Like an when, arrowhead water bottle. Because I set it down hard after I took a, a drink of it. Anyway <laughs> Anyway, you yes. know, they they do the whole they do the whole thing and they 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 take me to the hospital because they have to do the blood pressure oh, yeah. and they got to get an x-ray on my hand because there's it looks blue fucked. and 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 no breaks, you know. They didn't fucking they didn't really hurt me m- much and uh and I'm I'm fucking heated at this point and I'm thinking fuck you all, like I will fucking murk all of you. Yeah. So they put me into this room and I'm fucking with them like what room? So in booking, you know, you have a holding cell. A holding cell, right? They probably put you by yourself. They though. put me by myself. Yeah. But I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm just straight kicking the window, you know. Boom, boom, boom. Nice. Boom. I bet everyone else in holding was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm looking at him, you know. And then <laughs> I, and then I calm down for a little bit, okay, and and wait because I need to use the phone, you know. And I'm like, "Hey, I need the phone." Yeah. And so they, like, put me in the tank with the phone. I make some phone calls that go nowhere or whatever. And then I'm, like, look over, and I got, like, five people with me. I'm, like, fuck it. Let's fucking, let's fucking start a riot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, fuck, you know? And I'm looking yes. at it, and I'm kicking the door or whatever. And the guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. And as soon as they, <laughs> the cops are looking at me like, you need to chill out. And I'm, like, what, motherfucker? You know? Like, this yeah. or the other. Like, I don't give a fuck. And so after a, enough time of me fucking in... Uh, anti- antagonizing the entire shit out of the entire holding place. Yeah. They come in with six cops, okay? And as soon as I see them come in with six cops, I I do the, I do the, I know the drill. I fucking yeah. drop down, hands Were they in riot bag. gear? No. Oh, okay. No. This was in holding. It would have taken them a second. They weren't going to use tear gas. Yet, yeah. Because they would have gotten gassed. Yeah. They just grabbed the five sheriffs that were there and fucking came in or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they pull me up, they pull me out, put me into the other room, and they're, like, doing the whole, like, cranking on my leg as I'm on the ground, saying, stop resisting, and I'm like, dude, I'm not resisting, I'm preventing oh you from God. dislocating my leg right now. Yeah. Like, Fucking hell. Yeah. But anyway, so that earned me the, uh, the, the straight shot into administrative segregation, which is 23-hour lockdown. How long were you in there? Three months. Three months? Mm-hmm. And you are you don't have a celly. No celly. You're by yourself for and you Yeah, you're in there all day. No TV. Twenty three hours. There was one TV, but it's you uh way the fuck away from you and you're you looking through graded yeah. graded uh metal. Yeah. Yeah. Five uh five point lockdown harness transfers to uh the showers that were in a cage. Wow. Minimum of five uh officers to escort me anywhere. Fuck. Yeah. They they cuffed me up before I even got out of uh, before they even opened the door cuz they were 
they they knew I was rambunctious. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. So three months of ISO, and then where did they house you after that? So three months of isolation. Lost my uh, lost my mind even more. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. When you're in solitary, you go insane. Yeah. You will hallucinate even if you do get sleep. Yeah, I was trip. I was definitely hallucinating on the way in, and oh, it was not. A, it was not a good start to uh to a few months of isolation. No, no, you're not mentally prepared at all. Even if you are, it's gonna be bad. Yep. And I'm thinking when I first when that situation first arose, I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe a couple of misdemeanor resisting arrests because I didn't actually attack them. They attacked me. You know. And oh, no, they're of course throw the not. Book at you. Of course not. They, they, I'm like, ask one of the guards, and a month later, when he finally tells me what I'm in for, like technically on the books. Yeah. He says two counts of felony resisting arrest. I immediately am like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like those. I'm like, that's all bad. Yeah. Like, how long does that hold? Like, what's the what's the standards on felonies? And he's like. Uh, minimum of a year oh. on each, maximum a year of, on each. of six years for each. And that's not concurrent. That's that, one after the other. That's one after the other. Oh, my and, God. Uh, and two counts. So I was potentially looking at six to, uh, even at halftime, I was looking at six years minimum. Fuck! And uh, so I'm like, I break down a little bit, you know? Yeah, obviously. I would, anybody would. And, uh, I'm thinking like, okay, my immediately re- my immediate response to that is like, okay, uh, pleading for temporary insanity. I'm gonna act as crazy as fucking humanly possible because I was like, I was gonna use the plea like, look, no sleep, coming off of drugs, like I wasn't in the right mind, you yeah. know, like da 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 da. But I was also gonna like a- attempt to to play as that up as much as possible in court. In court, right? yeah. And, uh, oh my God! And uh, and so I'm acting crazy. They send me to a couple psychs. You know, I kind of like am cr- also gently crazy, a little bit crazy. Also, I'm manic. You yeah. Because I'm fucking on that that uh, jailhouse instant coffee in isolation. Oh, Keefy coffee. Yeah. Did they? Did you get on any meds while you were in there? No, no, no. They put me on. They had my blood pressure medication. Oh, well, that doesn't and, do shit. And like Tylenol and this that or the other. And I took like, I, I, I got heroin and meth in there too. Yeah. So wait, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So uh, how how did you go about getting those? Like, did didn't people like slide them under the fucking your door? Or? Yeah. So I was uh, basically uh, at one like a weekend after you get out of ISO. No, no, this no. This is in isolation. This is in isolation, 23-hour lockdown. Okay. So, like, a couple weeks in, kid comes in after a car accident. He survives fine. He was fucked up. He's not new to the... He's he's acquainted with yeah, he's a, he's politics. A, he's a real drug dealer, so he, he yeah. came in with a bunch of shit in his ass. You know, he had, like, acid. He had no. fucking Xanax. He had heroin. He had All meth, in his ass. All up in his ass, you know? That's a lot of drugs I have he, in your ass. He came in suited, you know? He suited was, and booted. Yeah. He hooped some, some things. And, uh... Wow. And, you know, we shoot the shit, and obviously I was... Uh, he was at the far end of the, of the cell block on the top tier that where I was at and he was trying to shoot shoot sacks 
to the end of the tier and into the next pod yeah. next to us. Yeah, yeah. And so he could fish pretty good. And by fish, I mean you make a string and you fucking you make slide a kite. It. Yeah, and you sl- and you like you throw it. You basically shoot out a string to the next dude who like, and then the reels. other guy reels it in with his own string. Yeah, where you like use a tube of toothpaste and you slide it out and it catches and you pull it in. Yeah, yeah, that's fishing. Fishing. Yeah, and uh, and it's a long. You know, you can only get it so far because you've only got like There's so much string yeah well no you can have as much string as you want but the, the you can only throw it so you far. can only get as much momentum through throwing it by swinging it yeah and throwing it out and you only have the room of getting it under the door and the the cell is basically as wide as your door you know yeah so it's tricky to get it all oh, yeah. the way down a but tier. people find a way right and so we're drug addicts we'll we'll make it work right and so my other buddy comes in and he's at the other side of the tier, at the very end. Yeah. And he knows the guy. He's How like, are you guys communicating to your flying kites, right? They're flying kites. We're talking, fishing kites. We're we're talking under the uh, events under the uh, fucking door. Oh, you know, okay. Shouting down the line. Yeah. You know, pass it on basically. Yeah, greet each other when you're going by for the shower. Like, what up? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You got plenty of time, right? Yeah, you figure out a way. And. Uh, yeah, and so they rec- he recognizes like, oh, there there are two points of contact, and they were shooting back and trying to get it back and forth to each other. Yeah. So my buddy says, hey, do you know how to fish? You know, and I'm like, fuck, no, I don't. I have never done this before. You know, I'm new to fucking jail. Yeah. And he's like, all right, figure it out. And I'm like, oh, I got it. All right, figure it out. Yeah. And so I become their middleman to okay to get it down the line. Okay. And I was newly sober. I was still I was still like, no, I can't do drugs. You know. Yeah. And so I was like, they kept offering it. I was like, no, nah, it's cool. I'll just. You know, just pass it along. Just pass it along. That must have been hard. You know, shoot me some fucking coffee. Some yeah, coffee. Yeah, that was it. That's a good currency in there. And uh, I did that for like two or three days. This was in May. And, Last uh, year, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck. And uh, my birthday rolls around. What? In jail. Yeah. In ISO. In twenty-three hour lockdown, which oh. is also Mother's Day, and I lost your birthday's on Mother's Day. Sometimes it falls on Mother's Day, yeah. Oh, fuck. And uh, I don't know if it actually fell on Mother's Day that year, but I had also I had lost my mother when I was 15. Fuck. So Mother's Day was I'm always a, was a, was a hard yeah. day. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like sitting there, you know, you can't, you can't really be worse off. You know, like no, there's only that's like a pretty low situation. There's like only a handful of things where you can be worse off on your birthday. You yeah. Know? In jail. In ISO. Feeling like I literally thought I only had like a year to live. I literally was under the your impression health, that your I health had, is fucked. Yeah, that I had done so much damage that I was only going to live a year and that I was going to die in jail. Yeah. And I couldn't contact anybody. Yeah. I didn't I hadn't spoken to fucking I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I don't know numbers. I had a cell phone, you know. Yeah. Nobody would pick up cuz it cost money. Fucking nobody knew who was calling, you know. I hadn't talked to anybody. And you probably don't even remember phone numbers. Yeah. 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 I hadn't talked to anybody and uh that I knew. It's so I'm like, fuck. Oh, fuck it, you know? Like what the fuck am I doing sitting here on my birthday this side or the other? Like why the fuck am I holding out? Yeah. Like passing passing like just for today, you know, like fuck it, yeah, or whatever. So I'm like, hey, yo, fuck it, you know, I'll take it. Let me figure it out, blah blah blah. They shoot it down, and uh, so I eat 
a you know a style a nice fucking chunk of meth and a nice chunk of heroin and I'm loving the heroin it's fucking so wait you're are you how are you consuming it you're just dissolving it? it under my tongue oh yeah yeah like a lozenge like a lozenge like a drug what about lozenge. the meth you're snorting the meth obviously no I I would eat it too oh wow I I, I like I like drugs though. You know, like that bitter, bitter, weird taste to me is, has been acquired to where I enjoy the taste Ooh. of methamphetamines. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Think about that. That's hardcore. It's hardcore. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. And God damn it, was the meth a bad idea? Because, yeah, because what are you going to do in ISO? You don't have any, you don't even have a pencil or paper. I or... did, I did acquire a pencil. Oh, a okay. Few, a few shitty pencils. Uh, and I basically spent the entire day slash night drawing a uh, uh, a uh, four petal anti spin flower on your wall on the light. Yeah. Oh, on the light. It's like a fu- like a in flame and this that or the other and all fucking God. tweaked out on it. Wow. And uh, anyway, so what I come back around to is like. Okay, you know, the the meth's kicking in again. I start having these pains in my, like, kidneys, okay? Oh, like, God. It's, like, hurting. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, you know, like, it's some dirty meth. Like, it's a fucking hot shot of fucking nastiness, you know, roach yeah. killer. And I'm fucking gonna, it's gonna kill me. And I'm thinking, motherfucker shot me some bad dope because there's he was holding the grudge or whatever the fuck or something you know, some yeah. some fucking reason like he knew you somebody. get some weird ideas when you're high yeah and he knew somebody that knew me or maybe they'd shot kites and they mentioned something fucked up i did on the street and they fucking because i'd had some a bad reputation at this point yeah know? of course and uh and i'm tripping dude and i'm fucking absolutely losing my shit you know and thinking whatever and I come down, I fucking feel fucking so ashamed of how weird I got and yeah. fucking that whole line and I'm coming down, I'm tired and do some heroin and some gabapentin and just sleep for a couple days. How'd you get gabs? One of the the cats on the bottom tier, he got med passed, but he was also a real weirdo. Like they couldn't they would, you know, pass it through the door or whatever and Yeah. He you know, cheek Cheek them. Cheek some gabapentin. Cheeking pills is when you hide it, when you, when med pass comes and the nurse gives you your meds, you hide it in your cheek because the cops make you open your mouth and lift your tongue to make sure you swallowed them. But if you can cheek it real quick, it it appears you swallowed your meds, but then when they go to the next cell, you spit it out. Yeah. And then they sell it, you know, with their saliva on it, but in your jail. They wipe it off. Yeah, you know, it's no thing when you're fucking in jail. You want to get high? You want to get high? You want to get fucking high? You know, and uh, <laughs> I've, I've that's the least nasty thing I've done, dude. I'm t- I'm eating booty drugs, bro. I'm, yeah, you know, booty I'm drugs. Yeah. Like, oh, I gave zero fucks when I was in L.A. County. I was smoking booty weed. I was snorting booty meth. I was. If they had it. I would do it. We yeah. were partying in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you do it that one day. Did you end up getting like? Two, I did it like for two days, but but that's it. You, you it didn't, day. you didn't get, you didn't like go on a bender after that. No, and I mean, I didn't have the money for it. Yeah, like you, the, yeah, you need first, money. First, first sack, whatever free. was sort of free situation. It's your birthday, yeah. and uh, I actually here's the thing. This is another fucking funny thing. Uh, it was like my birthday. I kind of came down or whatever, 
and I was fucking wanted some fucking more, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, hey, bro, it's my birthday. Fucking shoot it. Because I'd been working to moving shit for him, like, for this... a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. You can shoot a fucking point. I know where you're at. Yeah. You can fucking do it. Yeah. It's my birthday. And he's all, nah, nah. And I'm like, okay, dude. I'm just, whatever. Like, yeah, okay. You know, thinking in my head, like, you're fucking t- trying to take advantage of me, bro. Like, yeah. fucking suck my dick right now. And so he shoots me, and he shoots down an 80 sack to go down the line. You pinch it. And no, and I straight up, I just hold it, and his, and my, his buddy's like, "Where? yeah, I didn't get it. And they're like, shoot it, bro. Shoot it, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't fucking do anything with it, man. Don't fucking, I swear to God, man. Like They're all they're, sick. They're sick. Well, freaking out. No, he's just like, Mad because it's the last little bit of his money, and his other buddy's pissed because he's not getting his fucking sack. And fucking, oh, I'm Jesus. just, I'm just literally holding. I had no intentions of even really pinching it. I just was holding it there, like, look, motherfucker, you know, you want to fucking, you want to play games, you know, fucking yeah. say you take advantage of me, and you want me to do this shit for you, like I'll just fucking take this right now with no fucking nothing would have come from it, you know. Yeah. And this kid, this kid's freaking out on the other side. He's banging on the fucking thing. And they're trying every, like, whatever, you know, they're threatening me with violence, they're, like, trying to talk sense, they're doing the negotiator. At one point, he's so flustered, he's like, I'll fucking push the button, man. I'll fucking push the button and fucking tell him you got fucking drugs in your cell and fucking blah, 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 blah. You know. Wow. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, that's you're an idiot. The one rule is you don't push the button. Yeah. Because if the cops have to come because you push the button, they're going to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's all uh, bad. And, you know, it makes you a total fucking rat. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to be labeled a snitch. Yeah. And if you're not in PC and you're labeled a snitch, you're getting fucked up. Yeah. And anyway, he fucking... And I'm talking to him through the door. You know, and whatever. And I'm like, fuck it. You know? And I was like, shot it back out to him or whatever. Because Leaf, my other buddy, was talking to me. And I just let him know what the situation was. Like, I have no intentions of fucking stealing your shit. I'm just fucking mad that you fucking do that business. Whatever. Yeah. So I shoot him back a shit. He shoots me back a point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm satisfied. And then you shoot the rest of the guy. And then they, yeah, they shoot the rest of the guy. And, uh, that was it. But, and then, obviously, they didn't want to fuck with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you eventually get out of ISO, right? though, right? Yeah, right. I uh, So, played the crazy card. Uh, at court. At court. Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. They uh, Did you get Harmon immediately? Because I'm, I'm t- I was telling him I'm a fucking kung fu master, you know? In court. Like, the the, the fucking guards, everything, you know what I mean? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm fucking with them, you know? Yeah. I'm like, it's like... Oh, you're playing the crazy card even to the guards. Oh, yeah, as we're walking between cells, between fucking everything. I'm, I'm a fucking, kung fu master. I'm fucking with them hardcore, you know? <laughs> I'm all fucking... I'm like a kung fu master that did too many drugs, you know? Like, I'm writing, I'm writing kites to the fucking sergeant that are just super belligerent. Like, just fucking talking shit, you know? Like, just kites, kiting out. And, uh, well, that's awesome. So much to where they say, stop fucking writing me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so obviously, you know, like they delay my court date and, uh, send, you know, have a couple doctors evaluate me. Two, two out of the three of the doctors gave me a clean bill of psych or, uh, help. And then one of them was like, not 
cool on it or was iffy on it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we go to court and it's like they're going to see if like I uh, need to be found competent for trial or whatever. Oh, wow. And I'm talking to my lawyer and whatever and this, that, or the other super manic coffee the fuck out. And uh, there's, there's a... they, the judge asked me to stand, you know, and there he's the hall. Well, who, so, which judge did you get? Some fucking guy. I don't. Remember. Oh, okay. Not not any of the cool ones. Yeah. Uh, he's like, so here you're kung fu master or whatever. <laughs> the judge says that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he's all, he's all. <laughs> You're a kung fu master. Yeah, he's all. He's all. I've seen. I've watched some videos of kung fu masters, and they can fight for hours. And my response to that was like, "Yeah, that's why I don't consider it resisting." <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking crowd goes wild at that point. You know I mean, everybody in the entire courtroom is laughing at me. So. <laughs> that's awesome. You know. Oh wow! And they're like, "So, counsel, what do you? Yeah, we're gonna go with the." First doctor's recommendation, you know, to find him competent to stand trial or whatever. Okay. So, because I had heard one, like, the state hospital was probably better, you know, like, more comfy. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to do some time, I'd rather do it in in a hospital fucking setting because the food's a little easier, the drugs are a little better, the environment's a little more comfortable. Yeah. A little less dangerous, you know? Oh, yeah. Less politics. Less politics. And, um, yeah. And so... Boom, they fucking set me up to go to the state hospital for a few months and find me, you know, competent. And I get to the hospital, and I'm still, like, in my head, I'm still trying to, thinking I'm going to go for, like, insanity, try and loosen the deal a little bit. I told my lawyer that I needed a drug program, you know, because fucking, I was a fucking, it's the drugs, you know? Which is true. Also true, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I find out that, like, the insanity plea is not, they've changed it in California, Really? Yeah, to where like if you if you get if you get a guilty because of in, uh, insanity, they basically have the right to hold you in, indefinitely. Oh, fuck that. And you serve your full sentence and uh, you're in the hospital in de- until in, they see you're fit. Yeah. And me fuck. me being like a little weird, a little crazy myself, you know, like Yeah. Wasn't really confident in the like betting that some normal ass straight-laced person would consider me sane. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a pretty good chance. I was like, not gonna. I was. I wasn't gonna play that game. No. And so I, I, I start fucking. I start behaving like a good little boy. I'm talking. I'm talking to all the counselors. I'm talking to fucking everybody. You know. I'm doing the whole fucking nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm pitching the like. I'm really selling the like. I did a lot of drugs, like drugs, drugs, drugs. I'm selling them like I've done too many drugs. Like, yeah, this is, I'm not crazy. I just did too many drugs, you know? Oh yeah. Which you did. Which I did. And the effects of, of amphetamines can last like a year or two on, oh, on fuck a human yeah. mind. So the recommendation was fine. And obviously they find me competent to stand trial because you literally have to not be able to know you have to which be one incoherent. the judge. Yeah. You can't know which one the judge was, which... I knew I was talking to the fucking judge when I first said yeah. that shit. I knew I knew what was going on. I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Zero fucks <laughs> given. And uh, 
So they, you know, I, I'm in and out in the shortest period of time. It's like 45 days. Okay, and the, out of the hospital. Yeah. yeah, and they find me fucking blah, 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 go back to court. Which, by the way, the, the hospital is kind of nice. You know, you get your own room. You know, you like kind it's of fucking your bed. Yeah, I had like a cute psychiatrist chick that Ooh. you talk to like a cute little fucking chick that you get meds from and All right. a bunch of weirdos oh I bet you know like going, like walking through the halls in that place was fucking interesting people drooling on drooling themselves on shitting themselves. on themselves fucking nappy as fuck oh god uh, one of the guys I was in lockdown with was this super skinny dreaded guy dready guy yeah and, uh, last name Hunter and uh he had been in lockdown because he fucking knocked out one of the one of the orderlies. Oh fuck. Took their their key card and shit was trying to escape from the state hospital and was found in like a janitor's closet. Like he, he in his head he's dressing up like an orderly, right? And trying to sit to, but, to walk out. Yeah, but this dude had like fucking dreads. two foot tall dreads on the top of his yeah, head. That's not gonna you know happen. I mean? Like, yeah, okay, bud. <laughs> Anyway, and... Uh, Jesus. So I do my stay. It's fucking, you know, crazy as usual. And, uh... Get the bill of health, get offered a deal, basically, to do a drug program, to do, you know... Were you in the hospital when they came to offer you a drug program, or were you sent back to jail? I was sent back to jail. Where'd they house you when you went back to jail? Did you go back in ISO, or did they put you in a uh, GP? No, I put a... I, I talked to fucking... Uh, I talked to them about my housing. I didn't want to go back to lockdown, so... Hell no. I was like, can I talk to... Uh, what the fuck is it called? Um, the guy who houses you. Yeah. I forget what that guy's there called. Classification. Classification, thank That's you. what it is. And they're like, yeah, sure, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And I go and I talk to him. I've been there once before, and they'd seen that I hadn't been in any trouble or whatever. And they're like, so you good, you know? Are yeah. You better now, you know? Good? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yep, I'm good. And you think you play nice with others, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like, you got any affiliations? You got any politics? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Yeah. And so they put me in a, in 200, which is a, a med medicated uh Fucking is that a pod. J? Is that a J cat pot pod? Not really, but kind of. But kind, of, yeah. I you would you could say that totally. Yeah, for sure. For it's, all those that don't know, if you're called a J cat in jail, you're like heavily medicated on psych meds, basically beta testing psych meds on you, and you're yeah. In LA County, the J cats would wear blue bottoms and yellow tops. Yeah, and they are basically on heavy psych meds, like the coats and everything. Anything, Seroquels. Yeah, there there was a medication. Cyprexa. Pod. Yeah. You're basically meded out sleeping most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't medicated though. No. Because they didn't. They basically, and when I was in the hospital, they given allowed me to have some fucking uh, Ativan and uh, this other one that was for fucking when you're acting up or getting crazy, which was yeah. I was like, no. First time I tried it, I was like, oh fuck this noise. You what to do? Yeah. Gave you anxiety? It, it No, it would fucking derp you the fuck out, dude. <laughs> derp you. To where you're like... Yeah. One of the side effects uh, is like you grow tits and fucking... Oh, well. And you fucking like can't control your tongue. 
You know, like, <laughs> it's legit one of those weird ones. Those are good. And it was for Parkinsonisms, which is basically Parkinson's. Yeah, Parkinsonisms, which it's is like a, a snappy, twitchy sort of like a agitated behavior. Oh God! And uh, it's not worth growing tits over, though. Right. And so I was, you know, they, you know, gave me options or whatever because they can force you to be medicated or yeah. Oh yeah, they'll shove it down your throat. But I didn't go in with any of that shit. I was basically just fucking Tylenol, and I was. I only had like a month to serve, and yeah. Did Corey or Cheryl no. come and see you, or no. did the judge recommend? Judge, it was recommended. It was rec. They they worked out a deal, and they used the. Uh, basically, it just took the like hospital's recommendation, also. Okay. Know, which was like yeah, and the hospital referred you to drug court. Kind of, and the judge, or both of them, kind they, of. They they kind of work in tandem to see what the deal is. Yeah, w- with the like they're communicating hosp- with each other with the hospital's uh, declaration of me not having any technical mental illness. They wanted to make sure you're fit for the program. Yeah, either they just classified me a serious drug addict, which is obvious. Yeah, you know. So that you know, it's just pretty much worked with it. And I didn't have a very serious record up until then. I had like. Couple infractions, couple misdemeanors, little minor possessions that I had worked program. This was your worst charge to date, though. To date, yeah. absolutely, and it came in hot. Two, of yeah, them, it came know? in super hot. Fucking hell! The day that so there's a PC one thousand is one when you get like your first possession. That's like the like the least strict drug program they have is PC one thousand, and then it goes Prop thirty six. And then there's a few other ones, but then drug court's kind of at the top. Yeah. So, there's ATTC, there's IOT. Yeah. But drug court's like that's the strictest. That's yeah. The strictest. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what we're both on. Yeah. And so the the kind of ironic thing was is that the same day that my PC one thousand completion papers had come into court to be for the charges to be oh you did you completed PC one thousand yeah I, I just it took me I couldn't pay the fines off or whatever and so they kind of it take taken long enough to where they were going to just okay it without paying the fines yeah the day that that paperwork came across the judge's desk was the same day i came in on fresh charges oh my god and so they're like yeah but that kind of looks better than Mm -hmm. nothing yeah holy shit so they're like okay he's reasonable he's absolutely out of his mind i'm sure you know left an impression (laughs) So, how long have you been clean for since the, you were kind of clean in jail for a while too, right? Yeah, I had like, I... Didn't you have almost six months in jail? Yeah. How much time did you do all together? Six months or? Yeah, six or seven months. Fuck. That's insane. Half of which was in 23-hour lockdown. That's fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you, what is your impression of drug court and uh, what do you what do you think what's your overall opinion on drug court? I think it. I honestly think I think it's a great program. Yeah. You know I think uh, I'm I'm always one for uh, attempts at reform instead yeah. of imprisonment for drug charges. Definitely better than jail. Yeah. One. Well, I also think that like. You know, it's just more rehabilitative than 
just a straight prison term. Oh, yeah, because when you're in jail, you're just surrounded by addicts who all they're talking about is how high they're going to get when they get out or how they're getting drugs in there or they're talking about war stories or all. And it's through very, very little recovery, the discussions inside the jail. Yeah. Very little. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have my, I have my irks and ooks about drug court but overall it's a good program there are things that have been done in the program that i don't necessarily agree with but you know i think when you take some addicts who probably don't want to get clean and you're gonna try and force them to get clean of course there's gonna be like people that go off the rye you know and uh aren't going to make it in the program. Cause I mean, when you, you, you went in before me, I think, and I came in, how, how deep were you in the program until I came in? <sighs> you were in phase one still, right? You were. Cause I'd see you on Mondays. Yeah. I think I gotten kicked back down into phase one though. For what? For the Kratom self admit. Oh no. I, I, were you there for that? I was there for that for a few months. Okay. Because the thing is, I got in and right, Rai Rai and everyone was talking about Kratom and I was like, what? You can take Kratom? And then they were like, shut up about Kratom, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I, I didn't, at first I was like, I'm going to wait and see people get some clean tests before I go and try Kratom. Because I, I, I had been taking Kratom a bunch, you know? Yeah. And then after I saw everyone was getting away with it, then I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to do it too. Fuck it. Yeah, I believe I was in phase two. I think you were in phase two right when I got in. Yeah, like fresh. And you see, that's so crazy that you told me that story because I would not have thought that about you. Like when I came in and saw you, you were like a straight laced dude. You seemed somewhat normal. Yeah. You know, like I didn't know your past, but you seemed like you you seemed irritated, but you were still like you know centering yourself with recovery. So, like. I could just tell, like, you were kind of irritated about things and going through, like, uh, cravings and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, I was like, this guy doesn't seem that dysfunctional at all. Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Well, it's been like an hour. Um, do you want to talk just a little recovery base before we wrap this up? or? Yeah. Moral of the fucking story here, kids. <laughs> Is, uh, is, uh, you can really lose your mind on drugs. And sometimes you can lose your mind and you won't get it back. Agreed. Uh, I've seen many people that are permanent residents at state hospitals because of a couple of bad meth trips. Yeah. Even acid trips. Even acid trips. I consider, Ecstasy. I consider myself, uh, one of the more strong-minded people with the fact of how far down the insanity hole I've gone. And you've crawled back. Yeah. And that's uh, that feeling there, the fear of uh, death, the fear of losing your mind permanently, the fear of actually being, that like awareness of actually recognizing that you're fucking out of your mind is a horrible feeling. And then the like fear, when people f are afraid of you, yeah, and treat you like an animal caged in a That's not cell. a good feeling. It's a horrible feeling, and uh, and 
you know, there's just a lot of, uh, there's, it just wasn't the life for me. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I didn't really feel like a criminal, though I was completely and totally 100%. You were justifying your, your rationalizing. Yeah. I didn't feel like a bad person. You know, I still generally like cared for people. I might have been a fucking thief, but I still like would give you the shirt off of my back. And if I saw someone that was hurt, I would attempt to help them. You know, like little shit. And I just recognized yeah. that my uh, my actions weren't really fitting, living up to who I felt like I was or what. Yeah, they were your acting potential. against myself. You know. Yeah. And uh, and so that you know had to change uh, and. Uh, and I had to practice self-control and a lot of discipline. A lot of discipline. A lot of, you know, uh, thinking before I speak and act. And Me too. And uh, honing in that impulsive behavior. Yeah, I think as addicts we get really impulsive. And we if, if, uh, if a certain emotion comes across our, uh, our palate, we're immediately uh, used to to and train to go to that action based like um coping mechanism where mm-hmm. it's like oh this happened to me well i'm gonna go get fucked up and i'm gonna do what the fuck ever yeah yeah and uh i was like that many a times and sometimes i was more emotional because i was high mm-hmm. and then things would irk me when normally they wouldn't have and then it would drive me even deeper to using more god i hated that yeah yeah it was bad but fuck man to see how far you've progressed is definitely inspiring because when I first met you, you were, I mean, you were still the same person, but you were going through it. You were definitely, I could tell you were like, you were going through a process of like, of clarifying your mental, your mentalization, you know, like you're going through the motions and now I feel like you're at like a more, like state of nirvana, I guess you could say. Sure. Like you go through your problems, sure, but you definitely have more recovery base in your like life. And that's impressive because I mean, what there was like 50 people with us when we first started this program yeah. and now that we're like I'm going you're in aftercare, I'm going into aftercare this week. I've got we've both pretty much through the first four phases of this program. There's only a handful of us left aside from all the new people. Right. But I mean, there was a lot of people that fell out. Mm-hmm. Remember what's her face who was huffing fucking uh dust off. Dust off and crashing ate her car. Shit, dude. What was she, her name again? I can't remember, but she ate shit down a flight of stairs and got popped because she had dust off receipts in her purse. Like that's She got popped for that is that how she got in the program? No, that's shit that happened when she was in the program. She would do dust off while driving and she crashed her car like twice through, the, through a wall. Yeah. Of a house. Who yeah. dust offs and drives? Like, that was fucking gnarly. It's one of those weird ones, yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. She went to, um, what's that rehab in San Diego? Crash. crash. They started a crash. Mm-hmm. God, I always wonder what happened to her. That was weird, dude. That was when we first started. Yeah. I remember yeah. talking to her after some of that shit happened. Yeah, I saw pictures of her face. It was all bruised up, dude. It was fucking crazy. I almost hooked up with her one day. You would. I would. I was a savage, dude. No. I've, but look, I went through, like, you know, in uh, train spotting where they get 
clean and they get incredibly horny and go to oh, the club. God. Yeah. That was kind of like the story of my life, dude. I was I was going deep, dude. I didn't give a fuck. Plus, you know, I was just broken up with my crazy ex-girlfriend. So I was kind of getting like punani revenge because she was treating cheating on me, treating me like shit. So I kind of had this bad bias in my head that all women are shit. So I'm just going to do whatever, just hook up with them and break their hearts just now, you know, because my heart got broken. Mm. It was bad. It was bad. But I've reformed myself. I haven't had sex in, fuck, I don't know, a month. It wasn't that bad, you know? And the other, and the last time I did have sex, this chick, like, jumped on me. Like, I mean, I kind of was raped. Yeah. Not in the butt, though. My penis was raped with a vagina. Maybe maybe next time, huh? Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Dude, my ex used to peg her last boyfriend. And uh, he, I don't know what is with her, but she dates a lot of transgenders, apparently. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, she's in jail. My ex is still in jail, going to prison. Her transgender lover's in jail in Ohio. They got like a county lid at least. So... Yeah, I don't know. My life is very weird. But we'll get into that in another episode because it's been an hour and my stories are incredibly long as well. Is there anything you want to say to the squad of Nod before we sign off? Um, the, now, <laughs> now is always a good time to, to redirect your life. Yeah. And... Uh, Things can change, you know, for the better. You, no matter how far down you go, you can you can find your way back and uh, achieve some semblance of peace. Uh, and you know, relapse <laughs> is inevitable, but try to you bounce know, back from try it. Try to bounce back. Try to keep keep on the path. And um, I think the one thing is, don't be too hard on yourself. I think the biggest thing I had to learn how to not do when I was in recovery was uh, look back on my past a lot. Look at life through the front windshield and not the rear one because there were months and months when I first got into recovery where I would just sit in my bed and lay there and just think of all the fucking mistakes I made and just be totally down on myself and think how much of a piece of shit I was and how stupid I was and how much of a loser I was because I'd made this mistake and that mistake and why did I let this happen? Why did I do this to allow my life to be where it is now? And, you know, having that mental state of mind is not a productive one at all. You know, um, you need to learn how to forgive yourself in order to to move on past that and then look at all the possibilities that are available to you down the road because they're you know you know our futures hold millions of different possibilities we you know have the power to do almost anything but we have to work hard to achieve it and i think as drug addicts you know, we want that instant gratification and we want to instantly feel like a rock star. We want to instantly feel successful and drugs are a great way to, you know, take that cheat code shortcut to get to that state. But then when it wears off, you're, you set yourself two, three steps back and then have to go back, you know, to, you know, normality. So it's like, 
anything that comes good in life, you have to work hard for. And we have to retrain our thought process to, to understand what we need to accomplish to get to that level of success. Like no one, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of friends of mine who are musicians who are, have been just grinding for years and years and years. And now they're just now making like really successful careers out of what, even if they're not musicians or whatever you do, like it takes a lot of grinding of years of trial and error and failures and, you know, unsuccessful ventures but you have to stay on it. I mean, look at fucking, look at the insane clown posse. That music is weird as fuck. And they're successful musicians rapping as clowns, you know? And they've been doing it for over 20 years. I, I'm not a juggalo. I don't listen to the insane clown posse. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. But I got to give them credit. As weird and, and fucking strange as that shit is, they fucking have a following, a loyal following of fans, and they're probably the most hated band in America. So if they can fucking do it, anybody yeah. can do anything they want, whether it's, you know, writing a book or becoming an engineer or, you know, whatever the fuck you want to do, you can do it. You just need to, you know, find yeah. the steps to do it and grind every day. And, you know, there's going to be days when you feel shitty. There's going to be days when you feel depressed. And you got to learn how to counteract those those uh, emotional suit up and show up, you know, yeah. like shit. Pretty much, you know. I don't know why I talked about the insane clown posse. Uh, they're it's so a good weird. example. It's, it's a good example. I mean, th- how how many good artists have only had like five six year careers? They've right. been they've been rapping as clowns for over twenty years. Right. That's insane to me. That blows my mind. That is insane. Way more talented artists crash and burned. Jim Morrison, how long How long did he have? Like, what? They had like five albums, six albums? And then he fucking, you know, what did he OD on heroin? In France or something? Some shit. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent now, so that's a good sign. We need to wrap this up, so... You know, once once we start talking about Jim Morrison and, and, the, and Juggalos, I think it's... It's a good time to fucking hang up the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Scruff, my friend Scruff McDuff. Obviously, we keep... Um, Scruffy Jones. Scruffy Jones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got to keep some of our uh, guests um, anonymous for, you know, safety purposes. Obviously, like, a lot of these stories, you know, if people are aspiring to have certain careers or something, it can't be revealed who they are. Yeah. You don't want Scruff McGruff selling, selling you a house or Scruffy Jones, the f- double felon. Yeah. Or, or whatever it is you want to do. Like it, watching if, your children. Yeah. So like, your I mean, even though Scruff McDuff or Scruffy Jones is rehabilitated and he's doing great, I'm sure people would feel, you know, and differently about him if they knew his past, which, you know, we can't really change how society looks at addiction. I mean, some people, I mean, I think the, this nation is starting to change the way they look at addiction, but it's a slow process. I mean, it's been decades where people look at addicts as they're just pieces of shit. And, you know, just recently with all Which these Which isn't epidemics. necessarily not true. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, drug addicts are kind of annoying people for the most part. But when you come rehabilitated, still people will look at you in a strange way. Yeah. And um, slowly with all the 
epidemics and overdose rates that are are happening you know people are starting to change the way they look at addiction thank god you know i think uh the heroin epidemic is uh, and opioids and opiates are the number one killer in america right now not the number one but they've killed oh, uh in the last it's like fifty thousand a year it's more than gun year, deaths it in the last year they've killed more it opiates have killed more people than the vietnam war but yeah that's fucking insane so obesity is like up there is way above that. Yeah. So is heart disease and stuff. But, um, but anyway, so a lot of my guests, I'm glad they're on here, but I have to keep them, their aliases and like, you know, secret. Uh, I keep my alias secret, um, for the same reason, uh, because I've done some horrible things. And if you guys want me to share those stories with you, I, I can't really reveal who I am because I'm sure it would come back to haunt me so i mean i'm willing to tell you a lot of things but obviously that's kind of self-incriminating so anyway we are uh productive members of society now so hopefully you guys won't think too badly of us and most of our audience will understand since you know we are a lot of them are been in the same boat as us but anyway this is bow ball baggins one ball to rule them all and uh Scruffy Jones, we're signing off. Just remember, you know, if you're in recovery, keep it up. Get a sponsor, go to a meeting, do what you gotta do. You're you're worth it and you're you're doing a good job. Even if you feel you're not, if you're, you know, fighting to stay clean, good for you. If you're struggling, be safe out there, do a tester shot. You can always do more, you can never do less. And um, peace, love, and all the above. Later. Later. All right, what's, well, yeah, shit. That was, uh, I like that one. Scruffy Jones is a good guy. I love that guy. Anyway, um, I'm going to get out of here. I, oh, the thing I was going to remember to tell you guys. Okay, so I found this rap song by a rap group called The Nod Squad, and uh, I took some of the audio of it and they they say Nod Squad in their rap verses, so I've been like playing around with that in the intro. So expect to see more of that, but uh, not right now because I'm done with this. I'm I'm getting this shit. I I put too much work into this, which is probably a few, couple hours, but it's done. I'm getting it out to you. I'm gonna upload this shit right now. Please tell me what you think of it. If you like it, you know. Email nodsquadpodcast at gmail, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like us. Love you guys. Peace, love, all the above.